Hi, I'm Eric Dewey from the Socially Awkward Studios, Science and Beer, and Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. And you're listening to another proud presentation of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Check out more shows at foureyedradio.com. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. <laughs> it's the Swag Force. God. That, to me, says, Eric, that's why you're my friend. You get my stupid <laughs> references. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we'll agree we'll record the new stuff tomorrow night or something. Yeah, that's totally okay. fine, dude. We can do that uh, later. Because you didn't have any, like, scathing, ooh, I love this news. Well, I, I'm yeah. sorry. I no, Yeah, that's... that guy, he sure did it. Hang on. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> What was I going to say? That's where the blue I got to stop drinking when you're talking. It's terrible. <laughs> and now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hey, 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 It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. It's morphing time! Ha! Today on the Power Hour, Extra Episode 14, Ranger Life, I'm a Fandom Outsider, recorded on February 20th, 2016. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Sam a Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as b 47 And I'm Zach, also known as the Cinema Slob. This extra episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Today we have a special guest co-host. We'd like to introduce Steve to the podcast. Hi, happy to be here. So, I <laughs> you put on a radio voice right away. Hi, happy to be here. So, Steve, we brought you onto the show to talk about... Power Rangers. Power okay. Rangers, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, wow, good that's, thing, a, yeah. that's about the show. Wait, was... Power Rangers? I thought we were a podcast about Beetleborgs. God yeah, I thought it was mutant uh, chipmunks. Oh, <laughs> after Rangers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Welcome to the, the talking monk. So, just to give a little backstory, you are friends with Zach. How did you guys meet? Ghostbuster cosplaying, actually. Um, yeah. I was kind of a, an independent Ghostbuster at the time, and uh, Zach was part of the Chicago division, and uh, we just happened to be at the same party at the same time at uh, Saddle Up. And we hit it off. They needed a fourth guy for the costume, and, and I got to be <laughs> yeah. Winston. We were uh, we were uh, at a local uh, bar that around Halloween time. They do you know costume contests. You can win money and stuff. And there's three of us in there. We're like, yeah, we're the best Ghostbusters here. It's awesome. We're we're great. And then we see Steve walking. We're like, who's this bozo? My thrift store who's, pack. Yeah, that was made out of trash. Who's this guy? What the? F- hey, he's, he's moving in on our turf. And of course, I walked up to him. Hey, man some costume hey how's it going and then just from that we became friends we've been friends since 2010 and yeah yep so <laughs> it's been a test good job steve. i'll tell you <laughs> so steve you're relatively new to the power rangers fandom but maybe give us a little backstory on your history with the show i'm sure you grew up with it grew up watching mighty morphin i was in the kind of in between the younger kids liked it the older kids liked it but at my school, a lot of people got chastised for being fans of Power Rangers. And I remember ordering from the Scholastic Book Club one of the old VHSs with the pineapple clown monster, right? <laughs> yeah. And when they delivered it, you know, you had to pick that stuff up in front of the class. And I people were like, oh, he likes Power Rangers. What is... Boo! Like, <laughs> and I was like, I, okay. So it was kind of like an underground thing. I mean, it was a popular yeah. show, but everybody kind of liked it in private, at least in my school, in my grade. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had some of the toys, the Red Ranger's head that flipped, and I uh, had, had that guy, the dog, shoot him up. And uh, because Zach had suggested it, I've watched SPD, which I actually really enjoyed, and I had, like, going into that completely dark. Other oh, than yeah. those two series, mm-hmm. nothing. I watched an episode of RPM, I think, and that was about it. And then this uh, <laughs> and then recent this, episode this of Dino Charge. Dino Charge. <laughs> Let's get into some of the news here. All right. Hey, everyone. Well, it wouldn't be a Ranger Command Power Hour episode without some technical difficulties. So we are re-recording the news segment on February 21st, 2016. Unfortunately, Steve is not a part of this, but even during our original recording, he didn't have a lot to say about the news. So it's just going to be Zach and my opinions 
First, there was a video that was released by NBC Los Angeles News covering the hearing for Rick Medina Jr.'s bail reduction. So I guess his judge requested to have a bail reduction hearing. So you can see the video at the link that we're going to provide, but I just wanted to read some of the commentary. This is from the Deputy District Attorney Tanyaz Mokif, and she said, there is not one stab wound, there are a total of 10 stab wounds to the victim, and each stab wound is another wielding of a knife in Power Ranger style, no pun intended. So that was the first soundbite that they really used, and this video, if you guys watch it, they show a lot of Wild Force footage, so I guess props to them for actually getting the character right. Yeah, like, at least you guys did the research and bothered to find out what character Medina actually played, as opposed to some of the news outlets where they just post a picture of, he was a Red Ranger, what was season was he in? Oh, Samurai? And then they post the Red Samurai Ranger, and you're just like, no. Don't do that. Especially such a recent season that kids might remember. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This deputy district attorney, she said no pun intended, but come on. Yeah, that's still kind of a, a poor choice of words. And I think it's the wrong type of action to bring Power Rangers into this. Yeah, he was a minor celebrity back in the day. Mm -hmm. But let's rein it in and focus on the real parts of the trial. And this isn't even a trial. This is just a bail reduction hearing. It's it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you had a chance to see the video, but it was crazy because I guess during these hearings, the defendant is, at least in this case, Rick Medina was behind this glass wall. Oh, really? Wow. In a yellow jumpsuit. And he looks totally different from when he was at Power. Morphicon a couple years ago. Right. So anyway, uh, Medina's attorney, Alan Bell, claimed in court there was only one stab wound and the rest were the result of dog bites and an error on the coroner's part. Prosecutors also presented new evidence, which was a 911 call Medina allegedly made right after the stabbing. First thing he says, and this is quoting uh, Mokif, I was in fear for my safety, and that's all he keeps saying. Prosecutors suggest Medina was already attempting a self-defense claim, but she also detailed the screams in the background from the victim, who shouted it was Medina who attacked. The sister of the victim said that her brother was supposed to evict Medina from the property which the family owned and used to rescue dogs. She says Medina was living there for free while caring for the animals, which if you follow Wild Force, not to joke about yeah, it, but it's kind of ironic there. But we just wanted to give everyone an update to the status of this case. I'm sure a lot of us in the fandom are going to be following it closely. Mm-hmm. It's pretty unfortunate, and to me, it's not looking good for him. The bit where the prosecutor says that he just kept saying, I was in fear of my safety, I was in fear of my safety. That, to me, almost sounds already like he was in kind of shock at what he had just done. Looking at it from a innocent perspective, mm-hmm. I think anyone in a self-defense situation where the attacker ends up getting killed... I think anyone who's innocent would feel horrible about that. Yeah. And, and you're right, would immediately go into shock. Yeah. I don't like this attacking by the prosecution about the whole Power Rangers thing. Like, that has no yeah, relevance. That, yeah, I agree with you case. on that. That whole angle is completely irrelevant to, to the facts of the case. And I think that's more just for the media part of it because cameras were in the courtroom. Mm -hmm. That's where NBC Los Angeles got that footage. I think that was totally played up for the media, especially in a city like Los Angeles where it's all about actors and Mm -hmm. the starlight and all that stuff. So we'll keep everyone up to date on what happens with this. It's an unfortunate situation, but again, we're reporting the news, good and bad. People could really look upon Power Rangers differently. I mean, this has a potential to bring a lot of media attention, which it already is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like you said, uh, we as a show that covers everything to do with the fandom, it's kind of our job to cover this. Yes, it may be difficult to cover at times because, again, we don't want to speculate. We don't want to come off as thinking we know 100% what we're talking about, but we are trying to still present not only the facts of what's going on with this story, but also try to present our personal opinions as well. I would encourage people to watch the actual video. It's it's a little hard, especially if you're a fan of his or 
you know, of Wild Force or, or Samurai, one of his seasons, mm-hmm. which I thought he was great in Samurai as Decker. Yeah. He definitely improved acting-wise than from Cole. Yeah, yeah. So we'll follow this. Originally, I was hesitant last year to even really talk about this on the show mm-hmm. just because no one knew what was going on and it was all pure speculation. Right, right. And I don't want to be the show that jumps on the first thing and starts wildly speculating. Right. Like, you won't uh, hear us saying, well, he's absolutely 100% innocent or he's absolutely 100% guilty. Right. We are going to just relay the facts as we hear them and sort of give our opinions on the case. Exactly. So moving on, Power Morphicon has added more guests to the convention schedule this year. Uh, Power Morphicon takes place August 12th through 14th at the Pasadena Convention Center in Pasadena, California. So they've announced six guests. Selwyn Ward, who was the Turbo Red Ranger and In Space Blue Ranger, Jason Font, the Time Force Red Ranger, Aaron Cahill, Time Force Pink Ranger, Elia Volok, Wild Force Master Org, Kimberly Crossman, Super Samurai Red Ranger, and Michael Hollander, J.B. Reese from VR Troopers. That's pretty cool. I like that we get Brad Hawkins and J.B. Reese coming to these cons now where, like, the VR Troopers have sort of been eaten by the Power Rangers fandom. We're just combining the fandoms now. Well, yeah, I mean, it all falls in that American toku type of Saban show. Exactly. It's really cool to see him go into these conventions, and the first one he's going to be at is Lexington, which is what we're going to. Oh, yeah. So I look forward to meeting him. I freaking love VR Troopers yeah, I, when I was I kid. went back and uh, watched VR Troopers again recently. It does, it does not hold up at all. It does but, not. But, um, you know, it'll be exciting to meet him and be like, hey, man, you know, when I was a kid, I loved the show. And, and I like to think that maybe Brad talked to him at one point. He's like, hey, man, I'm doing these cons. They're really fun. You should come out and do them. Yeah. Hopefully they can get, I don't know the actress's name offhand, but oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but hopefully they can get her into some conventions. I, I know she actually went on to do like some soap opera stuff yeah. and other acting. So, yeah. yeah, let's get the whole VR Troopers team going. That would be cool. That'd be a lot Um, of fun. I'm excited to meet Selwyn Ward. I haven't gotten to meet him yet. Neither have I. And I remember one of the first things that he did that really caught the fandom's attention, like, oh my gosh, he's still alive or whatever, was when he did that video with Andre the Black Nerd, the first black leader of the Rangers. (laughs) That was such a hilarious video. And it seemed like he was such a good sport about it and had such a great sense of humor for it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to meeting him. I'm also looking forward to meeting Ilya Volok because he is one of those actors that is in all of these different TV shows. Oh, yeah. Like, he plays like a one-off villain or some other guest spot. He's one of those actors who has just a mile-long resume of, like, he was in an episode of this, he was in an episode of that, he was a bit part in this movie, he was in this show... I didn't get to see Kimberly Crossman at the show a couple of years ago, but I'm really looking forward to meeting her too, because from what I heard, she's just a really super nice, sweet individual. Yeah. And then Aaron Cahill, who's like the nicest powering. Right. <laughs> the whole Time Force cast is just so awesomely approachable. For example, last Power Morphicon, getting to meet Dan Southworth was just like, hey man, how's it going? How you doing? Let's, let's get a picture. Hey, yeah. When you have that sort of approachability, that's the kind of celebrities that I think deserve more attention and not these... Ugh, never mind. I'm gonna we'll save that for JDF. I'm going to go off into a tangent. Well, no, even uh, JDF is approachable for fans, but like I'm talking about like right. people like Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, total... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forget about People them. who are famous for no good <laughs> reason. Exactly. <laughs> well, in another piece of exciting news, Boom Studios has announced the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Pink comic book series. And this was reported from the LA Times. So we've already got issue zero. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the series has been so successful in pre-sales for the first issue that they have announced a new six-issue limited series starting in May, focusing on the original Pink Ranger, Kimberly Hart. Boom found their gravy boat. Like, this is it for them. They're going to do Power Rangers comics forever and make bajillions of dollars i hope that's the case (laughs) what gets me really excited about this is the creative team Mm -hmm. so the creative team includes writers brendan fletcher who's written for batgirl gotham academy black canary and also kelly thompson who wrote the gem and the holograms captain marvel and the carol core comics 
And the art is by Daniel De Niculo, who did Mirror's Edge Exordium. I did not read that comic, but I did see the cover art that he did for this Pink series. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I And they already have like five variant covers for this series. Oh, only five. For- They're limiting themselves. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. So, <laughs> But no, I mean, all this success just goes to show that in the right hands, a Power Rangers comic can be good. Exactly. And not sell be, a lot. Not be paper cuts. And not be paper cuts. I hate to crap on them, but they had a big opportunity that they just dropped. Yeah. Moving on, in our last episode, we reported about... Kmart selling the yellow repaint T-Rex and the dark forest green repaint of the Spinosaurus. Well, according to MMPR Toys on their YouTube channel, they ordered these from the Kmart links and what they got were the black T-Rex and the regular Spinosaurus. So if you're thinking that you're going to go to Kmart website and order these new repaints, sorry, they obviously got something wrong. Yeah. And I looked at Kmart's store locator, Uh and there are none in, like, the Chicago suburbs at all. Like, there was one about maybe five miles away from my house. It was in business up until about two, three years ago. Uh And it was limping. And it it had been limping for a long time. It was... Oh it was gosh. practically crawling to the finish line. It was one of those situations where like, they were not restocking, and then eventually, yeah, one day, they were no. just gone. So That does it for the news, and now back to your regular... <laughs> back to your regularly, regularly scheduled, scheduled Ranger command. Well, we're back, because my computer is ass. <laughs> Eric's face is red, ladies and gentlemen. And Zach is choking on tea. So- <laughs> tea is our co-host. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> Mr. Nevermind. <laughs> so we're going to try this again. Yep. Uh, so our topic is I'm a Power Rangers fandom insider and. Outsider. Fandom ins- <laughs> insider. <laughs> we're the insider. Swing and a miss. <laughs> Take three. <laughs> the topic is I'm a Power Rangers fandom outsider. And uh, we brought Zach's friend Steve onto the show. We've been laughing uh, a mile a minute. Just to get his opinions. (laughs) (laughs) Outsider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New, new, new New world world order. order. (laughs) Never mind. Wrestling. Wrestling, I figure. So we brought (laughs) Zach's friend Steve. (laughs) Just to to talk about the Phantom. Maybe this episode will be more entertaining than the last one. (laughs) So first, I just want to talk a little bit about what fandom means to all of us. I think everyone knows that my fandoms are Star Trek, Power Rangers, pretty much like the Marvel DC television, because... I was never really into comics. Zach, how about... Yeah, with me, it's it's Power Rangers, Doctor Who, Star Wars, Ghostbusters, Kamen Rider, of course, and Super Sentai recently. But yeah, I'm into all that stuff. It's like you said, you know, there's so many different things that we are fans of that we have all these different fandoms. Steve, what are some of your fandoms? Fandoms for me, I'm a huge Lego fan. Marvel, DC, comics, and shows and whatnot. Zach got me into Doctor Who. WWE, WWE fan, wrestling fan in general, not just WWE. I have to say, though, I've noticed this a lot, like on Twitter. There's a lot of Power Ranger fans who are also big into wrestling. Yeah. I I see that. It's it's kind of this universal thing. Wrestling was at, at least WWE, WWF at the time, was at its height when Rangers was around. Yeah. Like Mighty Morphin breaking onto the scenes. That's when you had... You know, the Bret Hart's, the Undertaker's, the Stone Cold's, the Rock's, like, mm-hmm. coming out of their shells and whatnot. So, yeah, that it, was... It makes like, sense. Yeah. And they're also spandex-clad heroes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it makes You're sense. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to fault you for that. <laughs> Steve, what are your impressions of the Power Rangers fans that you've encountered, like Zach and, and myself? Well, like, Maybe anything you've seen online or... 
Like I said before, <laughs> I don't have really any preconceived notions about how the fans act or anything. Some of the fandoms that I have dealt with have fans that are, you know, think they're above everybody. <clears throat> 501st, they think that they're yeah. uh, just the high and mighty of like the cosplay fandoms. I've never met any Ranger fans that are like that. You know, if you're into it, you're into it. If you're not, oh, you know, it's nothing against you. But, right. I mean, that's like Zach has tried to tell me about shows he's watched in the past many times. And I've just never watched a lot. A lot of the stuff after Mighty Morphin. So, it's, it's to me, it's uh, I, I, it sounds neat, but I haven't seen any of it. I can't really relate. Yeah. You know, so it's... Not, no preconceived notion on how uh, the fans are. You brought up a good point just about fandoms in general. There's always going to be people in any fandom that think they're like the masters of whatever topic it is. Right, yeah, and that's that's just people. Right. So it's not against any real specific. The bigger your fandom, the bigger your sample size of fans is the more souls you're going to have. <laughs> exactly. you know, that's, just, that's life in general. But. Yeah, and I mean, that happens... Like all the time with even Star Trek, there are some hardcore old school Trekkies that are like these grizzled old guys that are like, I don't like the new movies. I watched it when it was on in sixties. <laughs> so I wasn't alive then. Yeah. Can we still not like it too? Exactly. Yeah, I know how it goes. That's why I think, uh, at least from what I've seen in terms of the Power Rangers fandom, there are people our age that are mm-hmm. just like, okay, well, look at these new people coming into the fandom just because of the movie. Oh, they only like Mighty Morphin. And, yeah, it's... New, new people into a fandom means more money for that fandom, which means more epic merchandise for y'all to buy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I said before... The recording debacle we had. Um, <laughs> a fandom is defined by what you stick your money into. Like, your hard-earned cash. And if you get more people into your fandom like that, you can't be, oh, these guys are no good. These uh, They only like Megaforce. So what? That's more money for your fandom. You're going to get some kick Look at all the diecast stuff that's come the out. The legacy oh, line, yeah. I love that Bandai has recognized, hey, we have fans that have been with us since the beginning and they want those old toys again, let's give it to them. Let's make them better. It's not just people that were alive from Mighty Morphin that are buying those things. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So it's it's young, old, whatever. That's the thing with, like, Power Rangers just on streaming. I mean, the whole series, every single season is on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And so you've got these kids where the parents just stick them in front of the TV. Oh, I like Power Rangers. What's this season? So I'm surprised that the younger kids that know of... My brother's oh, wife is from the Philippines. Okay. We went there for a visit one time. There was family business. They all had to leave. I got stuck watching the kids. Yeah. What did we put in? They had Power Ranger DVDs. And it was in, they had Filipino uh, subtitles, subtitles, but it was normally in Japanese, but it had right. subtitles and stuff. And when I say, oh yeah, Philippines is over there by Japan, but we were in like the sticks. We weren't by a city. So right. it's in every nook and cranny of the planet. Like mm-hmm. we were way away from civilization. We sat there and watched... I think it was Samurai. Yeah. I can't remember because, I mean, I was actually supposed to be watching the kids. Not <laughs> oh, Power Rangers. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going on, but this is awesome. <laughs> All I remember is Morphin Time. <laughs> uh, well, that's the thing. Saban has international airing agreements. I think it's over 100 countries that the show airs in. And that's why the franchise is, is so huge. And I actually thought it was kind of funny that you brought up Megaforce. <laughs> you know, like, even if someone's a fan of Megaforce, which... I mean, uh, Zach and I think it's crap. Yeah. But, you know, to the little kid who, who just started growing up with it, it's not crap. Right, right. And yeah, they'll, they'll get older and they'll get smarter. <laughs> right. They'll know it's crap. But <laughs> the prequels, it's the same way. <laughs> you were a yeah. 10-year-old, yeah. sitting in the theater for episode one, you marked out, and then you mm-hmm. now you're like, oh, shame <laughs> on me. <laughs> shame on me. I like that. Let's we talk were... about the White Stranger, that reference again. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forget why we Well, that was where we, we were talking about oh. the series you've watched and your impressions of the franchise. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, where you came into the franchise. Mighty Morphin, the early parts of it, and then the last I remember seeing of the movie, but uh, when they got the new, like, Thunderzords, I think they were called, yeah. when the, they, yep. they froze all the regular ones, and I was at a buddy's house, and I remember we watched it, because it was like a two-part episode, and we watched it in VHS, the dragon comes in, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool, but, like, I don't remember anything after that, <laughs> right. like, chronologically, you know. Well, you were talking about a little bit about the White Stranger, and... The, we're talking time oh, travel. We, we, we were talking about yeah. Uh, we were taking suggestions 
series that Steve should God, watch. No, this is not going to make sense to anyone listening. No, really, yeah. This is, have fun editing this hack job. God. But yeah, if you're out there and you want to suggest a series that you think our buddy Steve here should, should check because out. Because Steve, what have you seen? You've seen Mighty Morphin. I've seen Mighty Morphin. I've seen all of SPD and I've seen a handful of RPM. And that's it. For the entire and then this Dino Charge and, episode. And Dino Charge, which once you go Black Ranger, you never go Black, Black Ranger. Black Ranger. Yeah. We brought up the concept of Time Force because... Uh, I think Time Force is a fantastic season, mm-hmm. and I think it would be right up your alley because it's the sci-fi... Time it, travel. It, time travel. Yeah. But, I, but we're saying... What I had mentioned was that, yeah, with the time travel, don't get so excited thinking they're going to travel to different time periods every episode because that's what... They tried to advertise it as, and it was a bait and switch. No, it's just Rangers from the future came to the past, the, and they literally time traveled like three times. Because yeah. I remember the well, oh, spoiler, <laughs> whatever. But Red Ranger went well, back in time to like the, the dinosaur yeah, yeah. age, whatever. Oh man! Um, so there is some time travel, but not a lot like you're thinking. Well, th- that's the and thing. That's even we... even the opening of the show trolls you in that because yeah. the opening of the show shows these scenes where they're like in different time periods. But it's actually from an episode where they get stuck in the movies and they're on like a western. And, and then, so, yeah. like a gangster set. Or yeah. I think Time Force is a great season. Yeah. Zach, do you have any suggestions uh, uh, for Steve? Um, Other than what you've probably already suggested to SPD, him. emergency. Uh, yeah, I, I initially suggested SPD. He liked that a lot. And I suggested RPM as well. And he said he got a handful of episodes in there. I really think In Space is a great one because it's sort of the culmination of the entire Zorro. On era, everything has a real sense of finality to it. Like this is it. This because is they end. thought the show was going to end yeah. back then. So they ended on a really epic. It was a three parter or a two parter. It was a two. It was supposed to be a three parter. Okay, that's but... why the, I'm thinking of like the episode before it counts almost toward it. But yeah, yeah. this really epic sort of conclusion. Really because they thought the franchise was over, yeah. so they're like, let's just go all out. Go all and out, it, and it's it's fantastic. So I, you should check that one out. So you still got kind of like that old Saban feeling to it where the acting's mm-hmm. not the best. <laughs> it's better than it was in Mighty Morphin. And, yeah. But there's an overall plot arc to the entire show. Right. That's uh, what but, I liked about SPD. It wasn't like every, for Mighty Morphin, every little episode is a teeny tiny arc. There's no real big... Mm-hmm. And the know, only big arcs that they did, it was like the many multi-parters that they had, but the, the first big one evil. was the five-part yeah. Green with Evil, and we've never had a Power Rangers episode get to five parts like that. That was the biggest mini-series of the show's history. We did get that three-parter Dark Wish in Mystic Force, which was, which pretty, was pretty epic. Cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think Mystic Force is pretty good. It gets a lot of... It's it underrated. Gets, yeah, I think it's underrated. It gets a lot of flack in the fandom, Mm -hmm. but it was a show that in Japan they were trying to start, like, because Harry Potter is universally going on, it's universally popular. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, in Japan they're like, oh, yeah, let's do a season with wizards and all that stuff. And then they brought over here the Harry Potter thing was still going strong. Yeah. Yeah, Mystic Force is pretty good. It's a good underrated series. I, I'm a huge fan of Jungle Fury. Jungle Fury is underrated. Jungle Fury is pretty good. Um, Jungle Fury is fun. What? them which ones I should Oh, watch. well, yeah. If, yeah. if, if, if you <laughs> out tweet, there... Tweet, Zach. Tweet, if, tweet at me and I'll pass along the suggestions. But yeah, Jungle Fury is good if you like Kung Fu and it's awesome. All the, all the fight choreography is really good in that episode. Yeah. And it was, it was one of the few seasons that had original Rangers that were created. American-made Rangers, Rangers that yeah. did not exist in the Sentai footage. Yeah. yeah. And the suit's cool. One was a Bat Ranger and it's all silver and black and it's one of my favorite Bat designs. Ranger. Bat Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> I am the knight. I think we've made that yeah, I'm morphing sure, down. Sure we have, yeah. <laughs> Show me where the monsters are. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I swear. Swear to me. <laughs> Getting beyond the franchise in terms of the show, I actually wanted to ask your thoughts of this new movie coming up. Have you heard anything? What are your thoughts on rebooting Mighty Morphin? I say go with it. Because mm-hmm. the show is just the franchise. You can't say any individual show because it's gone through so many incarnations. But the idea of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, or Power Rangers in general, has resonated since, what, the mid-90s? When, right. did, when did it come out? 93. And all that retro stuff is in now with Ninja Turtles and Transformers. Think of what you want about the directors, whatever. That's a story for another day. Yeah. But it's still popular. It's still in the movie theaters. Why would Rangers not 
fit perfectly in with all that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. I've seen a cast photo you showed me a couple. Yeah, yeah. Um, the kids look like they're having the time of their lives. Though. Oh, then, yeah. Then that's what's important. And even if they're not, oh, they weren't alive when Mighty Morphin, or they don't remember watching them on TV <laughs> the day of they came out. Who cares? They're young actors, and they're going to have the time of their lives playing these parts. And look, there's Power Rangers still to this day from all the shows that people know only know them from Power Rangers. Right. These kids that are doing the movie now are going to be timeless. Mm-hmm. They're going to be doing cons from here until forever. If you know, they, I mean, some of them, if are that's the only thing some of them aren't even established. I mean, yeah. um, the, the RJ Siler, who's playing the Blue Ranger, he was in a really good independent film last year that got a lot of praise. The Yellow Ranger is a pop star. She's a pop star. Like, like on her um, Instagram, it's like two million followers or yeah. something. Oh yeah, so they're and not nobodies, and that's yeah. huge for the franchise just in general. Mm-hmm. When because she'll carry over her own fans to, to go movie, see the movie, exactly. right? The point that you brought up, Steve, earlier was that who cares if the movie is rebooted or it's not your favorite show because kids are going to continuously... There's new fans every time. Mm -hmm. So a reboot like this is amazing. Right. It even worked for Star Trek. It did. Even though me as as a hardcore Trekkie, I may not think those J.J. movies are the best, but I can respect what it did for the fandom in general. I'm not a Trekkie, and I enjoyed both of them. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Into Darkness, but I didn't get a lot of the references that the, right. they, they crammed in there. That's the yeah. difference. A Trekkie, did right. you enjoy that one? There's your answer right <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, I'm heavy. Yeah, well, I, I, I didn't yeah. know that they're cr- James and this knucklehead are sitting in the movie theater going, Ee! <laughs> stuff when we were it's the scene in the beginning where they're talking about yeah there was an explosion in sector 31 and we're just like <laughs> and I'm like huh that's next to sector what 32 yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Which hallway is that yeah, now? Because we, we get that as a reference to the, the temporal department of Star Trek that's like, we investigate temporal anomalies and then, you know, hey, there was this time when, you know, Kirk went back in time and he f***ed up time, so we had to watch him. And, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and so, you know, that's a whole <sighs> element of the game. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. it just was nothing to me. So I did all those references didn't get crammed down my throat because I didn't know them. So I was like, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, and I know there's, I mean, there's some gateway keepers to these fandoms sometimes where it's like, you know, they're the big know-it-alls and they discourage newer fans from joining it, which is wrong. And we'll get to some people's comments here that we can talk about. I'm just going to go straight to our Ranger Nation Answers question. We asked our listeners, what does the term fandom mean to you? So we're going to start on Twitter because we got some long Facebook comments. and. They brought up some very good points that I want to talk about. So on Twitter, at TwitchingFool0 said, family. That's, so, a, that's a really good succinct answer, I think. You find groups where you share a common interest, and you, you do become a sort of family in that sense. And in a lot of fandoms, everybody has that uncle that they're just, like, annoyed with all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? We gotta see him at this con. God, it's like Thanksgiving dinner. You, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Like, there's that family friction you know yeah there's always people in the fandom that you're kind of like oh god it's this guy again like you're saying it it is like a family and sometimes we all love each other sometimes we have disagreements after four days 14 hours of peace at a con with zach and i gotta drive his ass home (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah we would take long breaks and 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 the the bp station scared the hell out of zach we did a job once it was late it was very late and steve's like Crap, I gotta get gas. Sack, looking forward to this gas station. Okay, well, my app says there's a BP at this exit. Okay, cool. We pull off. It's the BP corporate headquarters off Naperville <laughs> Road. And we're like on fuel. And we're, yeah, we're running oh on fuel. And I was and Steve pissed. Went, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, geez, okay, it's fine. Come down. Simeon Scott at the Vacuuminator. Great handle. The online community of people who enjoy the show and want to discuss it, as well as produce fan works. John at Terreno John. We got another succinct answer from just like Twitching Fool, but it's the complete opposite. Uh, John says drama. I don't know if drama is the complete opposite of family. To me, family and drama go <laughs> Family is drama. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I think family was a nicer way of oh, saying, saying drama. <laughs> yeah, probably. 
Sentai 5 at Sentai 5 says, People from all over the world coming together to talk about certain interests they share. In this case, hashtag Power Rangers. For a minute there, I thought he was going with the Jay and Silent Bob definition of the internet. You seen that movie? <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. What the f*** is the internet? The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people come together to b*** about movies and share pornography with one another. <laughs> it's my favorite one-liner in the... Yeah. <laughs> Juo Forze at Jambalaya23 said, A community of people from all over the world unite by their common interests. Luke Early at Undead Number 9 says, A collection of individuals from anywhere joining together over one common thing that they all enjoy in one way or another. Finally from Twitter, Solomon D at Sollyman underscore D said, A fandom, to me, is a group of people who have a common interest coming together for sharing their love for said interest. So, all, I mean, we got pretty much pretty the much standard is, definition. Yeah, really, everybody just kind of defined fandom. What was the first one you read? Could you read it again? The first one I read? Mm-hmm. Uh, the online community of people who enjoy the show and want to discuss it as well as produce fan works? Right. The fan works thing is what caught my attention. And a lot of people look down at, like, fanfic and mm-hmm. things of the sort. And it's like, I've written it. That guy, I think, hit the nail on the head with the... Because if you, you love something, you want to... You want to kind of make it your you own, wanna, but you, you want to feel as though you contribute to that thing, right? And a lot of people do that with fan film, fanfic, mm-hmm. whatever they can. You know, cosplay, cosplay, cosplay. Uh, prop huge. making. Buzz's room does all those props because he loves Power Rangers so yep. much. Fanfic is not a bad word, and if anybody thinks thinks so, you're wrong. Yeah. Well, right. No, don't get me wrong. There are bad fanfics. There are bad fanfics, but, but it's not bad to write fanfic. Right? If exactly. you want because it. look at nowadays, I, whatever we all know. What Fifty Shades of Grey was, right? Mm-hmm. Was Twilight fanfic when it first yeah. started. Mm-hmm. And now look, it, you say what you want it's about the film, but franchise. it's its own multi-million dollar French fries and that person never has to work again. French fries? French fries. <laughs> multi-million dollar French fries. I love that. They are fantastic. <laughs> Sound like you said French fries. Fra- I, That's why I was like, wait, what? I swore my word. Yeah, I've been drinking bit. too much water over here. Where's the booze? Yeah, I'm a punch drunk. Oh, is it still recording? <laughs> Steve, you're blind stinking sober. <laughs> <laughs> I think fan works is key to that. Yeah, a lot of people do criticize fan fiction. I know it can get out of hand uh, sometimes, but right. I'm not going to down the person creating it. Right. And I participated in a Star Trek online simulation, and right. I was creating my own stories within yeah. that universe. That's, I, I consider yeah. that almost an offshoot of like role playing games in a way. It, that's and exactly what it was. Like that. Yeah. It, it was a play by email simulation. Yeah. So when we played Pathfinder, I wrote a whole three and a half page backstory yeah, on my character. Same. I wrote like how a, is a that not fan fiction? Yeah. Because I did it within the confines of the Pathfinder world. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So now we're moving on to Facebook, where we have a meteor discussion on this. Yeah. So we got Danielle Mendes. She said, Fandom should mean anyone who is a fan of something. But for certain shows with passionate fans, and Power Rangers is one of them, unfortunately, it takes on the meaning of a semi-organized, but usually with no official sanction, subculture that inherently tends to develop a very narrow proprietary definition of what the show is should be and what's good for the show as with all subcultures fandoms sadly take on the general we're the real fans our opinions are right and deserve more merit hierarchical approach usually when they have no merit that's not completely arbitrary we see this in a recent example of the trolling by elements of the fandom of people excited by the new movie with no or little prior knowledge of the show. Was she in our <laughs> Ghostbuster group? I don't know. Because, like, <laughs> she, oh, God. She, not only did she hit the nail on the head, she put the nail through the goddamn floor. Yeah, like, because like, that's... That is the most well-thought-out, articulated description of what is exactly happening I with will certain s- fandoms. I, oh, yeah. Like, she's my therapist, because there are times <laughs> for Ghostbusters, I felt that way. Oh yeah, Ghostbusters awesome. Well, I'm the one in the pack in the jumpsuit. Who, who are you? <laughs> and then you're like, God, I'm turning me into an asshole more yeah, or less. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Can I, I, <laughs> thumbs up to you. I, I, I like your newsletter and I wish to subscribe <laughs> to it. Yeah. Thumbs up, Danielle. She's actually uh, one of our new uh, patrons. Oh, very on cool. Patreon. Well, thank you and very no, much. And I'm glad you said that after we kind of brown nose on her. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> had it's a oh she's a patron and then read it yeah. oh it's great yeah. <laughs> no 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 honestly she did that's very very well and 
she's right. It's not just Power Rangers. This is happening in yeah, so many fandoms. Like, especially, Steve mentioned, right now with Ghostbusters, it's a very huge point of contention because of the well, reboot the new coming movie. out. Yeah. You have the older generation who are us and think, why? Why did you have to go and do this? This isn't needed. It isn't necessary. This is stupid. This is worthless. It's a waste of time. And then you have the people who are genuinely interested in it and, you know, oh, yeah, it's going to be great for the franchise. And, and admittedly, yes, it'll probably be yeah. pretty good for the franchise. But, you know, there are the old guard who are just very adamant about, no, this is going to be And I am free to admit that I am of the old guard who thinks this is going to be I had optimistic hopes, and then recent news came out, and I'm just like, no, 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 just no, I'm, I'm no. I hated getting asked what I thought about it when we would be at oh, yeah. in full, oh, yeah. full garb and they come up. What do you think of all girl Ghostbusters? What the hell kind of question is that? You're at a con. Like, do you want a picture? <laughs> like, yeah. no, I'm not here to discuss like sexism in movies and you know, yeah. uh, let's. It's gonna uh, be fun. Yeah, uh, I'll go. Yeah. I'll probably go see it. Yeah, but depends. See, with me, I'll see just about anything. Oh yeah, but it's how many times I'll see it. I saw Avengers five times in four days. Nice. Yeah. That tells you one thing. I saw Star Wars five times in like five days. Yeah. I, I couldn't break you the couldn't record. Break the <laughs> if I find it in theaters still, I'll go see it six just so it's on the top. I, it might still be playing, yeah. But most of the time I'll see, even if something's terrible, I'll see it once in the theaters. If it's something like, we saw Ninja Turtles in the theater. Yeah, and you, you know, know what? It wasn't half bad. I, yeah, it wasn't as nearly as bad as everybody made it out the to be. Sequel and that, were definitely that's the worst part. But all these judgments and like yeah. preconceived notions before something even hits, the Power Ranger movie, all we got is a few pictures. We don't know what's actually going to be. Yeah, we don't know what the suits are going to look like. We don't know anything. But, oh, it's going to be terrible. It's going to ruin the franchise. Actually, no. I think you'll be able to take it on the chin and the franchise will continue to march. Because if it's been around since 93, it yeah. resonates with people. And if you're a true fan of something... You take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. I am a Star Wars fan. Yes, there are the prequels. <laughs> well, I get it. But yes, it, right. it took it on the chin, but it continued to march. Look what we got for I mean, hell, if Operation Overdrive can't kill the franchise, <laughs> that was probably hands down the, one of the most terrible seasons of Power Rangers. So if fans suggest that one for me, what should I, what should I, should I watch it just so I have something to bitch about? That'd be pretty oh, funny. Yeah. It was the 15th. 15? Anniversary season. Yeah, it yeah. was the 15th anniversary of the show. And there is one ray of hope in that entire season. It's a two-parter called Once a Ranger. And they brought back some of the... Bridge comes back from SPD. Okay. And he's now the Red Ranger because that's how promotions work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then they even brought back Johnny and Bosch, the Black I, Rangers. I've met him. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. If if a crappy season like that can't kill the franchise, this movie isn't going to kill it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they might not make any more movies, but the show will be there forever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As long as there's content to make cheaply from Japanese source material, there will <laughs> right. always be exactly. Power Rangers. And that's the thing with Bandai; they're basically printing money with these toys, mm-hmm. especially the legacy stuff. There's a whole half at Toys R Us. There's a whole half aisle. It's nothing but Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas like Power maybe- Rangers on one side and. Ninja Turtles on the other, and Nickelodeon is just raking in the dough. <laughs> exactly. And whereas six years ago, you know, that Power Rangers aisle in Toys R Us might have been like yeah. a little section like this. Yeah. 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 I think Danielle did a fantastic job yeah. with these comments. Now our next commenter from Facebook, Megan Magnus, uh, she said, Fandom should be about coming together to share a mutual love of something, no matter who you are or what you contribute. But to me, it seems like it's become more about one-upsmanship and exclusion. If you're not contributing something significant, if you don't have the right opinion on something, or if you're not friends with the right people, you're not worth their time. It's not necessarily limited to Power Rangers or the Toku fandom, but I've seen it more here than any other fandom I've been a part Again, of. Again, just applause. <laughs> like, okay, first of all, Megan Magnus, your name is a comic book character name, and that's awesome <laughs> you should be the head of some multi-million dollar corporation with that name but aside from that again nail on the head so far our, all of our listeners are really just killing it better than we are holy <laughs> well you're not wrong um and again the idea of this whole if you're not friends with the right people in the fandom that happens in ghostbusters too it happens in all of them if you're not oh oh you're you're that team oh mm. Mm. 
if you're not part of a specific Star Wars organization, right? You're not a Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. and you're like, what? Cut. Yeah, I, that, that I, totally <laughs> turned me off to being a Star Wars cosplayer. Really, the five hundred first. Wow. There was the local chapter, I guess, is very particular. And, and you can't say that it's all of them. Again. No, it's not. Because but the, we, have a, we have a friend of ours who's a yeah, first our friend a, a bit, The bigger the sample size, the more assholes you have. And, and yeah. we were at a con and we were Ghostbusters and they were 501st and they thought because they were Star Wars and it's bigger than Ghostbusters that they could like, they were just... It wasn't night. The line from our table and their table wasn't clearly drawn. So they right. were, like, blocking us and stuff. And it's like, get the hell out of here. Oh, well, we need this room. No, you don't. Get. Get. <laughs> well, there's going to there's gonna be some video on YouTube later of a couple of Ghostbusters stomping down <laughs> Obi-Wan. I don't want to say I'm, I'm glad it's not just the Power Rangers fan. <laughs> but, I mean, these these are universal problems. Concepts and, yeah, and problems. And, and, yeah, exactly. Because uh. you get these fans who, again... While I have the most toys, I have the most accurate costumes, mm-hmm. I have the most this, that makes me the superior fan. No, it just makes you the that more, you have more, the more money disposable to blow income. On, yeah. <laughs> right. exactly. But the more money you blow on a fandom, the the bigger the fandom tends to get. The yeah. more, more people spend, the more uh, merchandise you're going to get. It's a vicious cycle, but as long as there's interest in the show, I don't get why people are so possessive of their fandom. Because they're like, no, it's mine, and... You're not a real fan and get out. I think it's this whole, it's a secret club. And how dare you invade my secret club. When we did the whole Ghostbuster thing, the first year Zach and I did it, there was, what, four of us, five of us at at the convention out of tens of thousands of people. There was no other Ghostbusters. Now, there's hundreds of Ghostbusters. And to be honest, when it first happened, you know, we were, everybody was taking pictures. It took us an hour to use the restroom to walk across the con because Mm -hmm. people just stopped. And that's, admittedly, that's a great feeling. It It really is. And you get kind of used to it. That first and second year we did it, we got really, we almost became like Ghostbuster junkies. And then... The rumors of the new movie coming out. This so more pe- and then Maddie Collector started making the props a lot easier yep. to get, and then so now there's hundreds of other Ghostbusters and you kind of you it lost its shine, and yeah there for a little while there I was a little bitter about it. I'll be 100 percent honest. Sure. It's like it's not cool anymore because these new clowns that yeah. have better stuff than me or yeah. you know what I mean. It would happen yeah. to a lot. Like you said, you know, we'd stop every five feet. People, oh, picture, 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 and then toward the end it was just like. Oh, hey, look, there's a Ghostbuster. Want to get his picture? And we'll find five more inside. Somebody will scream, who are you going to call? And that's about it. Yeah, and it's like, like we... B- before you were, our, you were a rock... You went from being like a rock star to, to a roadie. To a roadie. <laughs> yeah, you went from being a <laughs> rock star to a roadie. Exactly. That's the perfect analogy. Where it's like, who's that guy? I don't know. Oh, well, he's carrying a, a guitar. Yeah, but so are five other guys inside. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you said, it sort of takes the specialness away. I think that's why a lot of fans get bitter about new people entering the fandom. Right. And I think this is a new... At least it's relatively new in terms of the online Power Rangers fandom. Because now the franchise is getting more attention with this. Mm-hmm. I feel a little gateway sometimes. Because, you know, you see these, like, noobish comments on the Power Rangers movie. And it's like, yeah, well, Mighty Morphin was the best one. And it's like... Okay, hold on. There's like 20 <laughs> other shows that yeah. are probably better. I saw but, one that had a, a Rainbow Ranger. No, no, you didn't. That never existed. That's not a thing. Shut up. <laughs> and, okay, so we all feel that way sometimes. There's always going to be the new people that are going to come into this. And you kind of like grip your head and, and you're like, God damn it, why are you saying these things? But I'm not going to tell them, hey, stop watching the show and... You're worthless in this fandom yeah. because there are some people like that, and they are the worst online people. You can just imagine. don't just don't let it hinder the love of your own fandom. Exactly. Because I've flown to Japan a couple of times to visit my brother. On the flight, Ghostbusters was one of the movies, and I sat on a crowded flight, drank free beer and wine, <laughs> and watched Ghostbusters. And again, it was like watching it for the first time. Because it's kind of like being in church, you know, you can't, you, something gets funny stuck inside your head and you can't really laugh. Well, there's a bunch of people sleeping on this 14-hour flight to Narita. <laughs> and Ghostbusters have seen it a thousand times, but I'm sitting there like... <laughs> 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 and you, you know, it's like, it reminded me 
that I still love Ghostbusters and I'll yeah. always love Ghostbusters, no matter the drama that haps on with cosplaying and stuff. Like the day the Lego set came out, I'm a huge Lego fan. I I was over the moon, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Oh yeah, that's that's great. I'm gonna get that too. Go ahead, I'm gonna get mine." I'm a fan. That's awesome. This is like a dream come true. We've touched upon this many times, but it can't be said enough. When more people come into the show, it's fueling the franchise so you can get more stuff. I mean, the stuff is never going to end in this point. More shows, more movie deals, more merchandise. Again, with with the Ghostbusters uh, example, this year at Toy Fair, there was absolutely more Ghostbusters merchandise that has been shown off at this year's Toy Fair than any Toy Fair previous. Because of the new movie. Right. There's yeah. going to be a new Lego set featuring the new Ectomobile from the new movie that's Which out. I'm going to get. There's, exactly. There's going to be like... Is there going to be like a legacy line of, for Ghostbusters? <laughs> I wish, but no. But they are going to make... They're going to make a kid's version of the new Proton Pack, just like we had the kid's version of the real oh Ghostbusters Proton See, Pack. See, that's... How, how do you that's get mad awesome. about so that? So think of how awesome that is for the little girls who see Ghostbusters. I want to be a Ghostbuster. Here you go. Here's your kid's I heard they're pack. even bringing back Ecto Cooler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you see the picture of the new can? I did. It's they brought back Ecto Cooler. That is something. Uh, okay, I will admit, <laughs> as much as I love the old Ghostbusters, that is not something the old Ghostbusters fandom could have done on its own without the new blood of this movie coming out. Yeah. As much I, as I may disagree I with think, this new movie, I think we helped with our video. We did. Remember yeah. our video? <laughs> we, we we did have a video. We do a still house? have a video showing you how to make your own. Homemade MTV picked it up and put it on their website. It was, what? Yeah, it was on MTV. It was on Nerdist. It was. Like, yeah. That's amazing. It's the only thing we but ever we, did that actually went viral. But the only like, thing is, every site that reported was like, "Yeah, here's how you make your own ecto cooler. Ignore the ten minutes of skit." We're like, "Ow!" <laughs> but at least our message is out there. Hey, look, you can make your own ecto cooler. Yeah, it was a, a how to. Our one of our old members, Dan figured out how to do it like at home stuff like yeah, yeah. tangerine like tangerine drink stuff. mix orange drink mix and it, tastes, drink it was mix. identical yeah. didn't look exactly like it it was a darker green but it, it was perfect in, mm-hmm. in our video we oh, even wow. have Jason Narvi try it yeah did oh. I ever show you that I think you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. that was that video. Because that was at a Wizard World where he was at, and I went over to his table. Hey, man, I remember we met at Power Morphin? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, my Ghostbusters are over here, and and we had invited him. Come, That's come right. Come video with us. Yeah, and, that video. Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember well, that. Well, we were trying to do like a, you know, slap chop infomercial kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's retarded. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely hysterical. But, yeah. But we'll, 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 put a, we'll put a link in the description if you want to check it out. Try to guess which one's me. <laughs> I embarrassed myself twice. (laughs) But something like that wouldn't be possible without fandom. Right, Right. exactly. Moving on to Mara Greengrass. She said, Fandom is the collection of fans doing whatever things make them happy. Whether it's making podcasts, writing fic, making fan art, or just getting together to talk about the thing they love. If there's a thing you love doing related to your fandom and you love sharing with other fans, that sounds like fandom to me. Videos, folk songs, collecting toys, writing reviews, and so on. Yeah. And again, in in the idealized world, that's exactly what fandom should be. But as we've had the last two commenters point out, uh, Megan and and Danielle, there are a lot of that have a very... But like she said, the fan art and things like that, half of when you go to a con, it's the the artists and stuff, it's all fan art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... And you find great fan fan art. Yeah! Uh, There was, at ASEN, I was covering the show floor with our buddy Dan from Dan's Toku Rants, rest in peace. And not that Dan's dead, just his show. And, um, and we saw some really great fan art at some of the booths. We're like, wow, these are really nice. I won't get them because I'm not going to spend $10 on a print, but they looked really good. And when you have major conventions like C2E2 and Wizard World, and half their vendor space is an artist alley, mm-hmm. that's huge. I mean, I, I remember some of the early ASENs where artist alley was kind of like this backdoor thing that only had like 20 tables. Yeah. And now it's standard at any mm-hmm. of these conventions. Yeah. Joshua Perry on Facebook said, Fandom to me is happiness. The people in the fandom like you guys and all the different toy reviewers and podcasters make me happy every day. I'm proud to be part of the fandom and to get to know everyone I can that enjoys Power Rangers, Super Sentai, and Kamen Rider like me. The fandom always brings me happiness even when controversy occurs. It's hard to express how the fandom impacts my life. Hopefully forever. You know, I got to give special mention to Josh, uh, Mr. Joshua Perry there. 
He helped me out uh, when I started collecting the Drive stuff, and he was on Twitter basically every other day. Hey, man, I found a link. Here's where you can get the the last few you know shift cards you're missing. Awesome, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. And that kind mm-hmm. of help and cooperation that is fandom to me yeah. where it's like you're building each other up instead of being like ah well your costume's wrong and this is it's wrong it's the glue that yeah. keeps a fandom going like if, for example if I had first met Steve and went to him your costume is shit. what is that the Ruby's costume <laughs> what's, your, what's your proton pack made out of garbage and it, it he would have been like though. actually yeah it is <laughs> off. it is um, and it was cheaper than yours yeah <laughs> but no I didn't you know I said hey man yeah. cool costume it's good to see fans out and that's We've formed a lifelong friendship, I hope, from that chance meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after this podcast, yeah, yeah, that, done. That, 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 that. <laughs> Is it still going? It's still yeah, going. Throwing the towel on that one, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, just in my own experience with Twitter and everything, I have more friends because of the Power Rangers fandom than anything else really yeah and it's pretty awesome it's true i mean thinking about you know ever since i started doing this podcast with you two years ago now i've made a ton of friends on twitter thanks to doing this show Mm -hmm. like people that i would have never existed or interacted with People, people would have never existed if they didn't meet me that's how that's how you're a fandom if we're not friends anymore i just disappear it's back to the future style you just start fading out of I have to go back to time to save the fandom. No, I meant, I meant to say... Uh, uh, That's what know. Time Force should have been about. Very, oh, my God. <laughs> that would have been meta as hell. Oh, my God. Doc Brown just goes like, Jen, we have to save the future. We have to go back in time. But, um, but no, I meant to say, you know, there are people I never would have interacted with right. if I had not, you know, started doing this podcast. People like uh, our good buddy Brian Dagley, Shukin Shinobi, who does awesome toy reviews on YouTube. I knew him... Before I met him, because I had watched his toy reviews, anytime I'd want to get a Sentai toy or something, I'd be like, "Oh, let me look up Brian's review." Oh, he really liked it. Okay, well then that's worth spending the money on. Yeah. And then I got to meet him last year, Power Morphicon. Be like, "Hey, man, cool, nice to meet you." And, and now we're friends on Twitter. <laughs> Yesterday he was he was like, "Man, it's so hard to find Game Boy Advance Pokemon cartridges." I was like, "Well, I have Ruby. I found my copy of Ruby if you want it." He's like, "Actually, that's the only one I do have." And I was like, "Oh, well, <laughs> wow, sorry, I couldn't help you." And then uh, finally, Tommy Brevard said, Fandom can mean many things. For me, it means people who support something they like and love for their own reasons. Yeah. The, the heart of the matter is supporting the thing you love. And since doing this podcast, I have definitely gotten into the fandom a lot harder than I have in the past. Um, you know, I got back into it with Dino Thunder, and I collected sometimes and some things. But since doing the podcast, I've definitely noticed I collect a lot more than I, than I did. I think oh, that's through knowing you because you're such a big collector. I almost feel like I had to compete almost. It's like, Eric, I got the shiny new thing. Oh, I'll get that shiny new thing in two years when the price comes down. (laughs) Uh, But that's the thing. We all fandom in our own way. I'm just a huge toy collector because in a way that's almost how I was raised. I mean, my dad is a huge toy collector. Mm -hmm. Hot Wheels, and he collected all the mask figures and toys and stuff back in the day. My fond memories are, he would literally take us to Toys R Us like every weekend. Toy hunting, And toy hunting. And, you know, he'd just bring the kids along. And that just, I I grew up with collecting. And I'm a second generation Mm Truckee. So, yeah, I mean, fandom is a huge part of my life, just like it's all of ours. So, is there anything else you guys want to add before we wrap this up? JDF. (laughs) We didn't rake him over. Oh. Well, let's not... Oh, I don't know if that's a good thing or <laughs> maybe we can we'll leave it. We'll save that for Steve another day. I gotta, we'll, have, I gotta have another story. You know what we'll do? If, if there, we'll bring back a special segment that we've retired, but we'll bring it back for Steve. JDF Watch 2016. Why, why don't we do that? Why don't we do that for this episode? All right. Well, let's. Look, what, what has he been? What has he been doing lately? We gotta look it up. Oh God. Okay, we'll bring back JDF Watch for uh, a <laughs> for limited an episode, time. A limited for time for an, an episode. Okay. JDF Watch 2014. Wow. Yeah. Scared everybody in the room. <laughs> What's your favorite ranger? Green, 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 green. Uh, now, who's your favorite ranger? Ah, that's what I want to hear. Green, 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 green. Who's your favorite ranger? Ah, that's what I want to hear. To the kids at 36th Street. You better keep practicing before the green rangers are going to come and get you. <laughs> let, me, let me look up. 
first, why don't you tell us maybe your experience with JDF? Because we brought it up before, but we got we lost it. So here okay. you go. <clears throat> Get it I, off your chest. I am not biased. I did. I don't. Right. At the time, I didn't know anything about. His, his rules of rangers at cons and things like that. Like, I, I had no idea. Zach and I were working a con, ghost busting, uh, after, you know, three 14-hour days or whatever it was. We packing up, and we don't have helpers. We carry all the stuff in and out, the packs and the traps and all that crap, all by ourselves. Well, we're sitting there with arms full after three days at the con, no help. And it was a con where they separated the celebrities from the merchandise, So, we didn't have a lot of foot traffic, so we didn't make a lot of money to donate or anything like that. So, it was kind of a bust weekend. And here comes Jason David Frank. (laughs) We're going out. He's coming in. He gets on our case for not being in the costume contest. Why aren't you guys in the costume contest? You guys should have been up there with everyone else. Uh, um, We had a table we had to watch because we're here for charity. Oh, you guys should have been there anyways. He came off as the biggest tool bag I've ever met. He's and Zach's chest. And then Zach was like, dude, because I didn't, I didn't know who he was. I didn't care. I didn't like Tommy when I watched Mighty Morphin. He, <laughs> he just looked like a shyster. shyster. A shyster is what I used before. Uh, he just, with this long hair and his, hey guys, and always. Here's a bake sale. Let's have a bake sale. No. Yo, n- nobody like you cares about a bake sale. <laughs> The only people I knew like that in high school with long hair were metalhead stoners. And that's, nobody else. And Tommy was and not yeah. a metalhead stoner. And maybe they wanted a bake sale for the special brownies yeah. or something. <laughs> hey guys, it's a got bake those hash sale, brownies. Right. <laughs> but no, he was such an ass. And I'm like, and of course Zach is, is telling me, oh, that's the Green Ranger. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he did look kind of familiar. He's kind of a dick. And then, and then that opened up the can of worms Zach yeah. told me about all of his problems and how he sh- thinks his green sh- don't stink. So this is JDF Watch 2016. We'll go with this story since we didn't get to cover it last year. Jason David Frank in an interview with uh, Fox Sports News. This article is from October 5th, 2015. Okay, so a few months ago. So a few months ago. CM Punk would lose to me and he couldn't live with himself. Oh my god. So this article is basically saying that Jason David Frank's several challenges to, to CM Punk and CM Punk at the time, you know, didn't really respond. Um, he has responded since. But Jason David Frank was basically just like, yeah, he won't fight me because you know, he knows he's going to lose and he won't be able to live with himself. <laughs> I would love to see the fight. I want to see them both get knocked out. Because I'm still kind of bitter at Punk for leaving sure. WWE the way he so did. So wait, they yeah. si- the perfect scenario would be if they both simultaneously <laughs> knock Sh- each other Superman out. Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah. And both go down and the ref is the winner. Yeah. That's... that's <laughs> Uh, I'll just read this article. It's very small. Sure. Uh, As the MMA world anxiously awaits news on former pro wrestler CM Punk making his UFC debut, which actually has been announced recently, um, former Mighty Morphin Power Rangers star Jason David Frank is still campaigning for the shot. I like how this article says still campaigning. Yeah, still campaigning for the shot to be his first opponent. Frank, who fought several amateur MMA bouts as well as one professional bout, one has been asking to fight Punk since the former pro wrestling entertainer announced his intention to leave the WWE and sign a contract to compete inside the Octagon. Frank addressed the possibility of fighting Punk right after he signed to the UFC, and Frank has continued to hunt for a response from Punk. I like how they use campaign. I like to think the campaign trail like he's got a White Ranger (laughs) car that he's driving waving at people. Boom! <laughs> He's just waving Saba in the air. <laughs> yeah, we all know Jason David Frank's a f***ing bleepity bleep bleep. Are you going to bleep out the bleeps? He bleeps out the swears. No, the bleeps. Leave the, leave the bleepsings. That's I'll funny. leave the bleeps. Leave yeah. the bleepity bleep bleep. He does have a 4-0 record as an amateur MMA fighter and a 1-0 record as a pro fighter. But see, the way he campaigns about MMA, you would think he was like in 20 fights the way he mm-hmm. talks about he, it. His mouth and ego are definitely bigger than he thinks he is. You know what he is? He's the small dog. Yep, yep, yep. Shut up. <laughs> Well, CM Punk gave him a, a kind of a back, a verbal backslap. Right, it was at one of the one of the co- conventions yeah. that Punk was at, and somebody got on the mic and asked, "Would you ever fight Jason David Frank?" And Punk's like, "Who?" <laughs> There's, um, like, I saw that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, the, got the a, he's got a he's got to harass me to stay relevant. You're a part of a TV <laughs> show that everybody loves. You could ride that 
to the sunset. Which he's doing. Yeah. But he's being a dick while he's <laughs> doing it. He's not being humble while he's doing it. And he was even wearing green when we bumped into him. It's like, <laughs> holy f***. And he has green highlight spikes in his hair. And Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, let's wrap this up. Well, thank you, Steve, for coming on the show. Yeah, it, your pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for a good one. <laughs> so, Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. And we'll catch you next time. Yep. Thanks for thanks for listening to our shenanigans. <laughs> You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph. And like us on Facebook.com slash Ranger Command Power Hour. This is Trucky B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour, and you are listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks. This has been another proud production of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You want to see more shows? Go check out www.fouredradio.com, you winkers.